Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Connor Brown. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more. Have you ever wondered about the secrets to creating standout video content? Or maybe you're curious about what 2024 holds for creators like you. Or if you maybe you're aiming to make your mark with some engaging content, well, today's episode is tailor-made for you. We are delighted to have Kevin Colby, who has leveraged his expertise to empower creators. With a flair for making compelling content, Kevin's going to share his journey, his insights, and invaluable advice for making an impact with your videos. So sit back, clear schedule, clear your mind, and get ready for this week's episode of Social Media News Live. Kevin, how are you doing today? I, I'm fantastic. And uh, I, 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 you read that exactly the way I wrote it. I'm just joking. I, just, <laughs> yeah. well, I don't wait. know about you guys, but you know, it, it's like when somebody like, hey, we, you know, you'll be on this or, and then they start reading this bio and I'm like, you know, I don't, can I do all that? Oh, oh wait, there, there's <laughs> more. So if you don't know Kevin, I want to introduce you to him even, even more because he is a solo content creator, which is really, really cool. He's a best-selling author. He's a podcaster. He's a coach. He's owner of Kevin Colby Media and founder of the Video Resource Hub. And in his creative journey, he started as a DJ on radio before getting into TV. He spent over 30 years in video production and marketing at Fox, NBC, CBS, and ABC affiliated TV stations, including leading an award-winning creative team one of the most recognized Fox affiliates in the country. He's worked with national brands, nonprofits, and other content creators around the world. He is an incredible YouTube creator, and he shares his simple tips and cool tools to help people get into get into and do more with online video. So uh, we mentioned his book, and I want to make sure you guys, if you are watching us, you can go over to jeffc.live or to Kevin's website. You'll see his lower third pop up throughout the show today. Um, but we are actually broadcasting over on Amazon right now, and his book is right down below in the carousel. So make sure you check that out. It is amazing. It's a great book. I have read it myself. Uh, about It's really easy if you're trying to get into live streaming. He gives you all the tools, some tips. Uh, it's really comprehensive, but it's an easy read. So make sure you guys check Checked out Kevin's book as well. So um, it really was a good book, Kevin. I was, you know, you see those books out there about live streaming, if you've been in it for a while, but you really did break it down really, really nice showing like what tools to use. Here's some options. Here's kind of some best practices. Really, really good. Thank you. I mean, that, and that's, I appreciate that feedback because, you know, you get, I mean, it was my first book ever, but even when you're doing videos or whatever, you get so close to what you're creating. You're like, man, this is like really good. And then the audience goes, no, no, it's not. But, <laughs> right. yeah. You know, it's, it's like with the book, it's like, man, I think, you know, and, and so it's, it's really nice to, to hear that feedback that, you know, that it, hopefully it read the way that I was putting it together. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, it really was. So like, like I said, and it's one of those that, 
you know, there's tools that will change over time, but it's pretty evergreen. Some of the, the tips that you gave in it. And, you know, you're like my friend Shannon Hernandez, who has a background in radio and you learn run of show, you learn all yep. that kind of stuff. And so yep. that really came through in the book too. So that really, really good. So appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do really quick, because I always forget this because I get so excited to have my guests on, but this show is sponsored by our friends over at Ecamm. You can go find out uh, all about them. They have set up a really great new landing page for me. So you go to ecamm.com forward slash Jeff, and there's a code there, Jeff15. You can save 15% on your first purchase. Uh, it's what makes our show possible. It's amazing. We were able to meet up with them at PodFest and do a, a Hollywood Studios tour. If you've seen my Instagram reels, yeah, it's so much fun. So uh, make sure you guys check them out at ecamm.com forward slash Jeff. So we're going to dive right into this first section. I wanted to talk to you, Kevin, about being a creator um, because creator economy is in the news. Uh, everything, you know, it's kind of lucrative. A lot of young people, if you ask most young kids what they want to do, they say, I want to be a YouTuber. So yeah. Um, can you kind of share your journey into becoming a video content creation coach and, you know, what drives your passion for helping creators, especially solo creators? Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned, I, I did start in radio. I mean, when I was little, um, I actually, uh, had a little turntable and a stack of 45s, <laughs> which I'm sure somebody watching this will go, what the heck is that? It's not a gun, they're records. And I would play DJ in my room and, and I was really just enamored with radio, then I had a chance to get into radio and thought, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. They're not paying me anything, but it, I love it. <laughs> and then eventually switched over to television, just had an opportunity to work at a startup television station um, in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was like, wow, this is, this is like radio with pictures. I'm really liking this. And so, you know, being in that kind of business where you're creating media for years and years and years and years, it's just something that just, it, 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 it felt more natural to me, to me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer. So I believe this is kind of how I'm wired my mm -hmm. gifts and things like that. And I've been allowed to do this and connect with people and make money and things like that. So for the longest time, that's what I did. My last stint in television, I was a creative director. And, you know, the thing is, my, my team was far better than me. They were smarter. They were creative. And we just did some amazing things. The position got eliminated, my position, which is kind of, you know, it happens in businesses right. and especially in the media and the traditional media business. Um, company took care of me. And, and so then I kind of went into this, you know, what the heck do I do? You know, <laughs> the list of what I can't do. We don't have enough time. To <laughs> right. And so I thought, you know, I, you know, and, and I thought for a while I'd get back into television and those doors kept shutting, but yet people kept reaching out and saying, Hey, can you help us with this video? And for, for quite a while I was producing videos for other folks as well as like consulting them on, you know, best practices and things. Right. And so people kept asking me, especially some nonprofits, which I really love working with nonprofits. And I thought, okay. And, and I really felt again, you know, this is where God was kind of pushing me to go. And it's weird going from having a team. Cause at one point, I think, I think when our team was the biggest, there were maybe 12 or 13 of us, which for a local television station, that's not in a major, major market like New York or Chicago, or LA, that's, that's a pretty big team, but we did a lot. And then I go to me, I'm it, you know, my, my meetings are way shorter because it's just me, but it's like, you know, then all of a sudden I'm the marketing department, I'm the design department, I'm the production and, and everything. And so that's taken a while 
to do. I do like the independence of it also from some, some family things that, that with our youngest son who has special needs. So it's, it's, I do enjoy kind of being my own boss. I don't really have a desire anymore to build a business with a, with a big team, but I do love helping other people create when you see those those, you know, the eyes light up or, right. oh, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Or, or they realize that sometimes it's not as hard as some pros make it. You know, it's not a membership only club that anybody can create. It's just we all are different levels. So that's that's what I've enjoyed doing more and more and more and been able, goodness, to connect with people around the world that I would have never dreamed of mm-hmm. and and opportunities Quite honestly, I would have had had I stayed in traditional media, not to knock that because they paid the bills and I had some great work and friendships for a long time. But the the doors that open being able to do what I do have just been remarkable. That's an awesome story. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that trajectory, that career path too. you know, radio to television, television to kind of this this new frontier. But, you know, Kevin, how, how has that kind of traditional broadcast television experience influenced what you're doing now in in the online video content. You know, you mentioned you had a big team, you know, 12, 13 people, um, probably a lot more technical in the, the newsroom, um, probably more high paced, you know, those sorts of things. So how is everything in your career from broadcast? What have you taken and then implemented into the online video creation world? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I just, I wasn't intimidated by video and, and I think it probably even goes back to radio. Some of the, I mean, the true story is, the, the, the fact of the matter is, I never ever desired to be on camera. I wasn't afraid of it. I, it just wasn't one of those things that it's like, well, hang, hang on, let me, let me be, let me be the, the guy on camera, <laughs> the mic. Right. But I think, I, you know, I got this gift of gab from, from my mother, who could talk to, she passed away last month or two months ago, but when, but she could talk to anybody about anything. And so I kind of got that from her. She was better at it. And that happened in radio. I mean, in radio, if, 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 if there's anybody watching this or listening to this doesn't know, you know, you know, it's, it's you and a mic, you know, that's it. And, you know, now you can say, what's the difference you're talking to a lens. Yeah. But even then, there's not even like, you know, I've got a flip up monitor on my camera where I can see myself. And with radio, you you are actually going into it like I'm I've got to be talking to somebody, you know, even Mm -hmm. even if they're not making the phones ring. So that, I think, helped me just in in being able to put it out there and then understanding the whole the video thing. And I say that like I have figured it all out, but I understood the power of video already from working in television and seeing how, you know, a 30 second commercial or a promotion could really spark reaction, you know, or action or whatever we wanted to do. And then also getting to work with community. So that, that helped. The flip side though, is because, you know, television, everything you do, you know, we, we would do a lot of 30 second, uh, promos for the station. So like we were like the agency for the station. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if we were promoting whatever it was, Seinfeld, we had Seinfeld in, in uh, syndication, you know, we had 30 seconds. So in 30 seconds, we had to figure something out. Could be 31 seconds. It could be 29 seconds. It had to be 30. So you started making sure like every little frame and everything would make sense. 
And so, which is good and bad for me since I'm a perfectionist or tend to be, <laughs> right. you might argue against that if you look at some of my videos and go, really? <laughs> but I, and so that, that actually has worked against me sometimes as a, as a content creator, like on YouTube, because it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm overthinking this and I'm overproducing this. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, sometimes you've got some of the folks that are just starting that actually have an advantage over me because they don't know all this stuff that they're supposed to know. And so they can be a little bit more freeing if that, if that's right, right. the case. Um, but it's a background that serves, that has served me well. I mean, connections I've made and things like that has, has really opened the door. I miss all the free swag I used to get. That's the <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, I, my friend, uh, Shannon, he still does the, the, the DJ, not the, the, um, radio personality stuff. And he, he gets to do some really cool concerts and meet some cool people. The, I want to kind of dive in something you said about you had to learn how to do every frame in, in that 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Are, does that make it easier for you to create shorts? Cause I've kind of, and the short form content, because I've kind of, I kind of dove into that a little deeper and it's really hard to tell a story in under a minute, especially if you're a, you know, a video editor and you're trying to get that hook at the beginning, yeah. you hardly have any time for a hook anymore. I mean, so has it helped you because of that or do you still push up against that storytelling kind of limit? You know, I, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, so I'm not a fan of the vertical format is probably right, my, my right. old guy coming out. I love, I love the landscape and, and, and I do think shorts and I've played with them some and, you know, and have some that have done well and some that it's just like, they're, right. they're just there. Um, I do think it's, it's a good exercise in terms of you've got 60 seconds up to 60 seconds of, you know, getting to your point, making it make sense shorter but the downside to that though is it's just become so quick that it's just like okay fine i'm done and i move on and i don't think there's a lot of deep connection there with vertical that you can get Mm -hmm. with long form like this um so you know i i was already used to you know writing and then realizing oh okay the copy i wrote for this 30 second spot is 42 seconds so where do i start cutting it I do think that has translated over to my, I edit my own stuff mm-hmm. to when you get into the edit to realize, okay, I really don't need that. Or I've said mm-hmm. that again, or I can shorten that up here, or I can move it somewhere in the video where now it makes more sense. Um, so I do think that has helped me in, in terms of that, but it's still a whole new beast because then, you, right. you know, you master the short and then you want to get into video podcasting and you're like, Hey, go an hour doesn't really matter as right. long as there's engagement and value and things there. So I don't know if that really answered the question, but it, yeah. it has hurt me because here's the kicker. We also used to do like four second IDs mm-hmm. and like 10 second um, promos. And people may think, wow, that's, that's not a lot of time, but consider this, that for years and years and years, 60 minutes, still on CBS was like for a long time was like the number one show in broadcasting. Right. And the only way they promoted that every week and think about it, they were doing like 15 minute stories, then a break and then 15, then a break. There was a 10 second promo they ran every week. And some of it was Sunday on 60 minutes. Okay. So you've already got like a second and a half of it written. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But those promos would get your attention, layer the video in and you'd go, Ooh, that's, 
I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. And, and so there is a, there is a, a way to kind of just get to the point and shorts can do that. So maybe my advice is, is that if, you know, if somebody's brand new, try it to see if it helps you get more concise, but don't be afraid of the long form either. Cause that's where they can get more view and more information as well. Because sometimes depending on what you're teaching or what you're sharing, the video just needs to be longer <laughs> to, right. to understand it, you know? Yeah. It, it is a very a challenge. And by the way, Chris uh, says, uh, dude, the swag in those music business business was epic. So yeah, he, he agrees. Um, the, the, one of the things too, you mentioned, you know, a lot of people who start with, you know, creating content, they don't have all that baggage of like, you, you may have had, like if you're an editor for a long time or whatever. Um, but do you know, like, what's the, the common challenges as you see, as you train and you teach new video creators, what are the, the, the kind of the common challenges you see and what do you teach them to kind of overcome those challenges? I think the one thing I see is, is the fear of I'm going to get something wrong. It's not going to be perfect, you know, or, you know, I, I, I blinked my, my both eyes didn't blink at the same time. So therefore I need to take that video down. I don't right. know if that's a thing. If you could do that, you'd probably make a lot of money if you could. <laughs> But I think it's that that fear of not getting it right and then just kind of getting overwhelmed with how to even start. Because, you know, I mean, I love I love YouTube. I love it for a platform to create for and just watch and learn from and just honestly just be entertained from, too. But you can get overwhelmed. I mean, you can get overwhelmed. Right. You don't have to guess when something a new piece of gear has come out. Because <laughs> there's going to be like a gazillion, like, you know, you got to buy this camera, you got to buy this camera. And so then it becomes like, well, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't need to, I don't want to create content with my iPhone because, you know, these guys over here say I need this $2,000 camera. And it's like, because, you know, and so then you start kind of stacking all the things to keep you from creating. And it's just, the best thing to do is just jump in. And a lot of times what I have coached people to do when they go, I don't know what my first video would be. And I say, make that your first video. <laughs> just make that your first video. Just be straight up. Chances are few people will see it anyway. That I'm not trying to be negative, but you know, you're, you're growing, you're finding your voice and stuff. Like, even if you've got a big following, every platform's different. So you may have a huge Instagram following or a huge TikTok following or something like that. <laughs> get on YouTube and it's like, guess what? They don't know us. They don't. Mm. And most of the people don't care. That's not to say you can't make them care, but we worry about the things I do that people may get hung up on. And it's just like, just put it out there, bring value, be yourself, teach something, share something, you know, don't be so salesy to begin with and just kind of get into it. But just, you know, the, the camera's not going to hurt you unless it falls on you. That's a whole different video. <laughs> That's right. Make and sure you're rolling. Happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is that is comic gold. You want to get clicks, have something fall on you. Go horribly. Yeah, yeah, I just released a video uh, this week about um, this. D I got this DJI Osmo Pocket 3, mm -hmm. which I will have to say that has been one of the, the best pieces of gear I've ever bought. Nice. Absolutely Love it. And I was doing a video about how you could hook up an external mic to it. Thankfully, I was rolling and I pick up the mic to because I was also uh, I had my iPhone kind of recording right. a second angle so you could see right, it. Right. Well, I forgot, you know, the cord's only this big and thing <laughs> falls down and everything. And I thought, you know, I yeah. need to put that in the video just to show that, you know, even 
professionals can screw up. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say, I just, um, I, we went to and did a meetup for some people when we were at Podfest at Hollywood studios and I had turned like, there's a, there's something on my camera. My daughter put the, the, the thing together. She's working for me. And there's a thing where I'm going, Oh, I'm filming me the wrong way. And she thought it was hilarious and put it at the end of the reel. So it's there right now. And so you can go watch that. But it, sometimes those things do kind of endure your, yourself to the audience and make sense. And the world leaving. keeps spinning. The yeah. last I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But exactly. you know, it's a great way to connect with the audience to kind of build your vibe, those sorts of things. But I think whether it's your, you want to teach something, you want to showcase something, you want to review something. I think what it always comes down to is storytelling, right? Especially in the video narrative, like you were just talking about, Kevin, you know, 10 seconds, 60 minute ad to kind of recap a story in a way or, or entice people to see the full story. But that can be challenging for people that are just starting out, especially when it comes to, all right, well, what equipment am I going to use? How am I going to edit? Forget about writing the script or whatever it is. It's, it's the storytelling that, that it really comes down to. So how do you see the role of storytelling in enhancing creators, video content? And for those that are kind of scared of it, you know, what are some tips for improving storytelling ideas? You know, and that's, that's a great question. And, and I think, I mean, it, it's been a while since, you know, uh, the storytelling, I mean, it, people talk storytelling all the time, you know, when yeah. you've got to tell stories, you got to tell stories. And a lot of, a lot of well-meaning people say that teaching it, like people go, Oh, okay. Got it. You know? And it's not like <laughs> to me, they make it sound like, you know, to drive the car, you have to start the car. Okay. That's a little different, but you need to be a storyteller. Oh, okay. What does that mean? Well, it's, it's different things for different people. The reality of it is we're all a living story. You know, I, I, I think, and there's people with this far better than me, but I think you could take what the world might perceive as the most boring person and they, they've got some story. It may not relate to everyone, but I think some of the best documentaries and even movies are when you start feeling for the, for the people, even though, like, I just watched this amazing documentary from Yes Theory called Project Iceman. Mm. Highly recommend it. Thankfully, they released it on YouTube for free because I'm too cheap to pay for it. <laughs> Run that out there. And it is phenomenal. And it's about a guy who runs a um, um, an Ironman in Antarctica. Whew. Now, I can assure you, and anybody watching and listening to this, I've never wanted to run an Ironman. <laughs> I've never wanted to run one in Antarctica, but through this, through the storytelling and sharing his experience and his ups and downs and wins and losses. And I'm not going to even get close to saying how it, how it plays out. You start feeling something, you know, I mean, I, at one point I even felt cold, believe it or not. <laughs> of course we had the heat down in the house, but that's, right. you know, maybe I didn't know that, but you know, when you can start relating to somebody, and, and, and I think sometimes people feel like, well, I've got to share personal information. You have to decide how much you want to share. Like I just shared a few minutes ago that our youngest son has special needs. It's part of our life. So I've shared things about that in there, not for pity, just to say, Hey, look, this is, this is one of the things I, I go through because I also feel like, and this is sometimes is hard when, especially when you get into social media is if you're just looking constantly at the numbers and the analytics and the numbers and the analytics, it's easy to go, oh, wow, I gained a subscriber. Well, you did, but a person decided right. to hit the subscribe button. And there's th th thousands, thousands of people <laughs> that may 
watch and be moved and never subscribe as well, mm-hmm. but because of something you've said. So I, you know, again, Connor, I don't know if that answers the question, but that's kind of how, how I approach it is that, that we all have stories. And I've heard, you know, like you have to prompt them. Well, let me tell a story first. I don't know that you have to. I, I think it, it can just be part of your flow and your conversation, you know, and it shouldn't be forced. You can also tell stories that aren't yours. Like, again, going back to the documentary I just mentioned, that's not my story. Right. But just in relating what he went through. I mean, he trained for over three years for something that I'll I'll share. This wasn't even funded when he decided to do it. Wow. Uh, uh, Okay. You know, I mean, it's amazing. Just amazing. So I, I love what you said. And one of the things that I picked up, I've always said that, you know, I think I believe that we are created by the creator to be creative. Everybody has been. And that, um, like even in accountants, which I, I hate math. I hate all that stuff. So to me, that's like, you know, oh my gosh, but they can be creative. I mean, I, I follow, uh, somebody I met, they had a booth at I think one of the conferences I went to these two ladies who do accounting, but the way they tell stories in their newsletter is like a case study on how to, on how to tell stories for an industry that I would think wasn't that sexy or, you know, would be a natural thing, but you can do it. So I I have totally changed the way I think about like everyone is creative. Everybody has a story to tell and there's always an audience for that. Somebody to tell that story. So uh, and it made me think about this too. I think the mistake that especially newer creators can make is only following and watching things in their niche or their yes. area of topic. Um, I mean, if you look at my, and this is why I love YouTube, like um, what did I watch? I, I watched something the other night and oh, it was, it was a video about this guy, you know, camping in the snow with a tent, you know, and he's, you know, you know, he survived because he, he posted right. a video. Right. And so the next day, what's in my feed, you know, YouTube's like, Hey, this guy wants to go camping in the middle of the winter. And, I, and t- no, I, I don't even own a tent, but, <laughs> right. I think by watching other other types of uh, topics, if you will, genres or niches, you can see how people create and do that may be relevant. I mean, you know, if you if you I can't think of a musician now, but if you talk to uh, a a lot of famous musicians like, uh, you know, a rock and roll, Mm -hmm. hard rock and roll artist, you'd be shocked if they, you know, may be shocked to hear them say that they listen to Beethoven or they yeah. listen to jazz or something like that because it, it expands your experience. And then you go, Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. And even different types, live streams, vlogs, shorts, whatever it might be, just to see how people, different people create different things, pick up ideas, wonder how they did that, you know, and then maybe it can apply or not, but it just kind of expands you, I think as a creator, if, if that's your path. Yeah, that's a great point. Getting outside of your kind of niche and seeing what else is being done out there. That is so, so, so true. So in that note, let's jump to our our next kind of uh, section about some video opportunities for creators in 2024. And a lot of this is I did when I went and, you know, I've subscribed to your channel for a long time. But one of your I think it was a couple of weeks ago, you had a video about like upcoming trends that you kind of think are happening and some opportunities, which I, I kind of, I love that word opportunities for creators, because um, a lot of times we think, Oh, we're, it's too late to get into YouTube or it's too yeah. late to start creating content. And you kind of went to it as a way that there, here's some opportunities. So based on your predictions, what do you think some of the top trends are for creators to look out for in 2024? 
Well, I definitely think video podcasting is will continue to grow. Um, I mean, podcasting has always, I don't have stats, podcasting has always lagged behind, I think, like video. Um, I think it takes a little bit more of uh, an effort, uh, a decision to listen to a podcast. I mean, I typically listen to a podcast every morning when I'm on the treadmill. I, I've got a few I cycle back and forth through. But I think when you take in video podcasts, YouTube getting into it, I mean, Spotify had the video thing a while back and that kind of blew up a little bit when they brought, you know, when they did the deal with Joe Rogan. But to me, it's 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 an easier entry point for creating content. In fact, I'm I'm working with a nonprofit right now, and that's what we're trying to get them going on is video podcasting because they they serve such a, an amazing population that's not gigantic but need their information and it's like don't worry about overproducing videos and stories just you know let's get into a video podcasting world that then you can take your message once and repurpose it you know into audio and it's just i i think that is going to continue to grow and grow and grow because we i, I think there's even a the opportunity of just deeper conversations like this. I mean, we could have done mm-hmm. this in a in a sixty second video. Right. I don't know how good it would be, <laughs> but we could. And but I think when you have that longer conversation, it's maybe think of it as like meeting somebody at a coffee shop. You know, if somebody goes, "Hey, do you want to go grab coffee?" and I get there and I go, "Well, look, I've only got sixty seconds. So what do you want to talk about?" <laughs> right. I, I, I don't, I'm still waiting on my coffee. I mean, does that count into the time? I don't, I don't know, but it's right. like, I, I've, I've been at coffee shops longer because you get caught up in the conversation and, and the stories and stuff like that. So I think video podcasting is huge as well. I think YouTube is going to continue to grow and grow and grow more. Now, since I wrote that TikTok and just flat, I'm right. not a fan of TikTok. I don't have a TikTok. I'm not a TikToker. Um, I have, I have issues with it, but that's probably a different show. And TikTok has announced they're going to go long form. I also think that is when you start losing focus as a company or a brand, when you start saying, this is what we built on, now we're going to do this. But I think that's even more opportunity for YouTube. So I think those, those are, are opportunities. I also think, I love AI and I use it, but I think, I think there's going to get a point to where people are just craving real. And, and, you know, AI, you know, there's programs out there that can mimic my voice, mimic Mm -hmm. my looks that might actually help. I don't know, (laughs) but they can't mimic my feelings and, and the stories. They don't know what I'm going to say next. And I think that's the beauty of even just going live or recording as live, you know, that unedited, like I'm just going to sit down with the camera and share some stuff, you know, it could be a microphone as well. And just, I'm going to put it out there. And, uh, you know, I've done that sometimes. And sometimes it resonates with folks, you know, because it feels like we're having that conversation. So I think those are the ones that kind of hit for me the most. Mm. Very, very interesting. Let's stay on that, that AI and machine learning trail for a sec. And, you know, I love what you said with that about about getting real and, and being real, which is what we've always talked about. Not not to be confused with be real, which I don't know if people are still doing that. But we'll see. Um, uh, I never did it. Uh, so, Kevin, AI, machine learning. How do you see that one evolving in when it comes to content creation? And then to kind of piggyback on what you said, 
how do you find that balance of letting AI and machine learning help you, but still coming off as, as real and genuine? Yeah. And you know, that's a great question. I, I think AI, here's the irony. I think AI has been around a while. I mean, and, and there's ways that, you know, I use AI that it's not really termed AI, but it is in a way. Um, I, I think for me using it to kind of when I'm stuck on something, you know, is, is there a different way of saying this? Or, I mean, I, I've actually used it for a couple of thumbnails to I, for ideas. Like I was doing a video and I just, I could not think of it. I just, I thought, man, what is the thumbnail for this? And so I went to, I think it was Bard actually, and I typed in, here's what the video is about. Um, can you give me some ideas for a thumbnail? And one of the things that suggested, it didn't create it. It just like, what if you did? And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And that was still on me to create it. So I think sometimes it can help with that. The downside to that though, is when you start, you forget that, you know, before it was so prevalent, whether it's free or not, you actually had to kind of think on your <laughs> own. Um, yeah. And, and if I can relate it to, to television. So when I was in television, <laughs> probably dates myself, but you know, nonlinear editing was coming out. So right. like, like we went from like literally editing on tape to avids and, oh, and yeah. people haven't heard of avids, avid, you know, think of like, you know, premiere and final cuts all digital. Right. Well, what ended up happening over time is you know, we started using it kind of as a crutch. So instead of like planning too much, we would go, oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just go fix it in post, which a lot of times meant just junking up the video with stuff it didn't need. And I think I, AI can do that when we become so reliant. It's like, well, I don't know what an idea is. I'll just go here and I'll, I'll let it come up with some ideas for me. And it's like, don't, you know, dude, don't lose the ability to think and try. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, because like, let's say you do that and AI comes up with the idea and you produce the video and it stinks. Are you going to go back and go, what were you thinking? That was a horrible idea. And it's going to go, I'm a robot. I don't know. I was right. just putting in the irony about AI to me <laughs> is it still needs a human input. Right. To yeah. spit something out. So I think there's, there's times when ideation, creating different things, there's, there's, there's software out there, AI software that can like take this, this video podcast and chop it up. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. So I do think it, the tools are really nice, but like with so many things, you can get over dependent on it. And I think that there's that that balance, you know, unfortunately, I think there's going to be some businesses that feel like, oh, I can just, you know, do chat GPT 42 whenever that's out, you know, and I don't need this many people. And then they'll find out that, hmm, there's some limitations to it. Mm -hmm. I joked with somebody the other day. I said, you know, if chat GPT just like went out of business, do you know how many <laughs> how many people would be totally like, what do I do now? Everything right. I built was on that. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe go back and think. That's an idea. Just try. <laughs> so I, I, I want so, you know, you mentioned the video, you think it's going to kind of maybe go down a little bit this year. I, since I'm, I mean, I really dive into it and I really kind of look at all the different platforms and talk to people in the industry and it's changing so stinking fast. Like yeah. it is going, new tools are coming out today. Uh, I'm a big fan of mid journey with the image creation and it just continues to get better and better and better. Mm -hmm. I think that what'll happen in 2024 is people are going to 
quit trusting the written word as mm. much as they do now. And where we are with live streaming, podcasting, where I can't, I can't with AI pull up um, Chris' comment and go, I love Kevin's robot voice. Ha ha ha. You know what he's doing, um, that kind of stuff. But um, I, I, I I think that what we're doing with the podcasting and stuff like that is where it's going to be because people can trust that they see us. They know yes. the, the the uncanny valley is still too much with those avatars where they're trying to get to be you know, a YouTube celebrity. It's still not there yet. I don't think it's going to be there. It can't do the live interaction. So uh, no. I kind of I kind of agree that it's a tool. It's a great tool. It can help you produce and be creative more than you ever have before if you use it in the right way but you still have to think you you have to say that's yeah. a good idea or not so yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah good. i mean i you know you, you when in doubt use your brain right then, right you know right anyway connor i think google's is kind of already combating it too right in their most recent algo update um who gained the most traction reddit all of a sudden, <laughs> right. you jump into Google, there's this new section up here saying what people are saying or how others are answering the question, right? So instead mm -hmm. of a, you know, a blog post that's written by AI or chat GPT or regurgitated, it's kind of feeding up, you know, quote unquote, real people might be, might be hiding behind a, an avatar or whatever, but this message board of, of community and things like that. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be very, very interesting, especially considering at the same time, Google is heavily investing mm -hmm. in AI. So they're combating and they're investing whole big yeah. thing. But a thing we always talk about on this show is the evolving nature and the rapidly changing landscape of, of all these social media platforms. Um, you know, Kevin, you talked a little bit about um, uh, TikTok changing so much, you know, going from short form to focusing on long form and shoot, they even want to become an Amazon with with all their shopping things that they're doing, which is is pretty crazy. Three different uh, focuses that they're doing, but platforms like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, always changing. How would you say creators should adapt their strategies to to continuously stay relevant when all these pl platforms are changing? Yeah, and, and that's a good question. And I don't know that I've got a perfect answer for that. Um, I think early on when I was doing my own thing, well, even going back to TV days, I remember I, I would tell my team, you know, we can try and do a lot of the platforms okay, or we can do a few really well. Yeah. And the funny thing is then when I started doing my own thing, I didn't follow my own advice. And I was like, well, I got to be on Facebook. I got to be on Instagram. I got to be on Twitter. And there's this Pinterest thing there, which I think I even saw Jeff on. And, <laughs> you know, there's all these platforms and they're all different. People are on there for different reasons. I think too often and I see this a lot in Facebook groups, people have started YouTube channels and their question is, hey, should I start an, uh, an Instagram account so I can get people to watch my YouTube channels? No, that's not why they're on there. Nobody signs up for an account saying, I really hope Jeff is posting stuff on here so I can go watch him somewhere else. Yeah. So it's kind of that, you know, not using platforms as they are. Also though, the belief that you've gotta be everywhere, I mean, I do think, <laughs> I do think this is some of the the uh, misinformation that people get off of Gary V. 
is that, you know, Gary's like, you know, just document, don't create. Well, it's still creating at some point. I got to turn something on. I got to post something out there and, you know, just try and be everywhere. But then Gary never shares that he's got a, a team. The last <laughs> I heard 21 people right. that just work on his personal brand. Good for Gary. He's got the money and that works for him. He's everywhere. But then you try and go, well, I got to do that too. You know, I got to do this, 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 and this. And then you start burning out. So, you know, what I wish I had done sooner is just lean more into, for me, YouTube. Learn it as much as you can um, and and then play with it and try different things. And, and then there might be some other things that you can play with, but resist every shiny object. Now, that's I say that for somebody that I'm pretty sure I'm ADHD and never been diagnosed. But, right. you know, it's like uh, you mentioned Be Real and uh, what, what's what's the Facebook one that came out? Uh, Threads. You know, it's like, oh, well, I guess I need to get on there. And I'm like, nope, not going to do that. Not going to do that. And, you know, I there are platforms that just don't work for me. And, and I'm OK with that. Um, right. The other thing, too, and I don't know if this plays with with it, too. Strongly, strongly, strongly encourage take breaks, take breaks. Just, you know, get to a point where you, you know, I, like I, I can tell you right now, other than YouTube, which I don't consider a social app, I don't have any apps anymore, uh, social media apps on my phone. I had to take yeah. them off. I turned off notifications. I decide on the weekends that I'm not going to do, especially on Sunday, that Sunday, I don't do email. I don't do any social media. I don't do anything. And Saturday, I'm even trying to wean off of just email in general and social media. I don't, I don't get on it in the evening. And, you know, am I missing out on something? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if somebody's interested in working with me, I hope to have an email in the morning. Right. But I think not letting these platforms totally dictate how we live, it's hard and it's a balance. But I think I think it's one that, that you've got to figure out for yourself. And then, you know, whatever your own level of success is and things like that as well. Yeah. Those I love are great. That, so yeah. that that plays into one of my favorite authors, Cal Newport. Oh, it's yeah. all about digital minimalism. And I'm so excited yep. for new book coming out in a couple months or actually next month, slow productivity, which is about that. It's about that long burn of creating things that take time that are, are worthwhile. Um, but I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm trying my hardest to do that, like remove apps from my phone to be more in the moment, but also to your point, what you're saying, Kevin is, is to have these tools be a tool for you, not to have you be a tool to the app. <laughs> Right. Which happens all the time. And, you know, you're not going to create a billion dollar company like Facebook by spending all your time on a tool like Facebook. No. And then you start, I mean, again, everybody has to decide this for themselves, but you know, what, what kind of life is that? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, I, I don't subscribe to the hustle and grind thing. I don't, you know, for a little bit, I thought, yeah, you know, that's the way to go. And it's like, you know, I, is it, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think it, it can be very detrimental um, because I mean, just YouTube in general, I mean, YouTube, <laughs> it's funny. Again, I love the platform, you know, they're all about mental health, but when you get to your studio, the first thing on there is like how your most recent video did. And you know, it, it didn't do that very well, Kevin, it was only a seven <laughs> out of 10. Yeah. I mean, you know, so maybe you need to post another one because you know, when you post more, you grow more, but we want you to feel well. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> how's that helping me? You know? So you've, you've got to, I think, have those mechanisms where it's like, yeah, you know, I just, 
I, it, I mean, I did a video not too long ago. I just felt like it, that it's like I'm not a YouTuber. And the reason I'm I just I don't uh, you know, and I've had these discussions with other folks. And they're like, oh, you're a YouTuber. And I'm like, I, I just I think it's part of my independent thing that I don't want to be identified I don't want a platform to identify my self-worth mm. because it's really easy. You guys tell me if you agree or disagree. It's really easy to put a piece of work out there. And then you think, man, this is great. It's great. I'm, you know, whatever. And it, you know, you look at it and the next day and it's got like five views and you're like, oh, I'm a failure. <laughs> People don't like it. And it's like, right. no, just <laughs> dude, most of the planet don't even know you're alive. You know, <laughs> just keep pushing it out there. And, and, if it's supposed to, it'll hit the right people. I mean, it's just, it, 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 I've had a video recently on YouTube that did this forever. And then all of a sudden now it's taking off. I don't know why. I didn't change anything with it. Yeah. But all of a well, sudden it's helping people for this moment. And it's like, great. One of the yeah. things that I tell people is um, when they have like the only five views or, or whatever, but I go like, go back to your church group or your school PTA and look around how many people there are creating content. Like really like creating content on a, a consistent basis. No one, yeah. you are the out, yeah. outlier. And so we forget that because I'm talking to Kevin, who's got over 10,000 people on his YouTube channel, subscribe to him and Connor's amazing and all the stuff that he does. And then I look like I only got five views, but you're still creating content and nobody else is really. Yeah. If you look at yeah. it. And, and it's really hard to get caught up in those numbers. I mean, it mm -hmm. is, it just is and I'm, I'm not gonna lie it was exciting to hit ten thousand subs it's been exciting to keep growing as well but you know there was there was some guy that posted on on twitter x whatever it is and it was it was a great graph that kind of related like you know how many how many people will fill up you know a coffee shop and then how many people will fill up an auditorium and yeah. this and stuff and when you start thinking of it that way you're like oh wow yeah. So this video only got a thousand views, but when you look at, think of a thousand people that may have watched it and, and take a thousand people and put them into a small venue. Oh, well that, that's a yeah. lot. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, uh, real quick on this, uh, before we go on, uh, we got Jeffrey Fitzgerald says great info gents looking good. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for stopping by. And we also have Scott Ayers. And this is what I love about live video is the relationships and the friends who give you a hard time. Hopped in late, but the man with the best hair is on live stream with the man with the best beard. And it showed up in my timeline, so I had to pause to do what I'm doing. So that's why I love live video and I love the friends that I uh, made. Uh, and Nicole says, uh, some of my top videos started out with really low numbers. Also, somebody once gave me a great analogy. If you get 100 views, they said, think of what it looks like. Yeah, the 100 people in the room, if you get 1,000, what it mm -hmm. looks like in the room. So true. Yeah. Thanks for watching, Nicole, over on LinkedIn. Um, on that note, as you know, we were talking about opportunities for creators. Can you kind of share some tips? Like sometimes you don't know the opportunities until you know, unless you're digging into some of the analytics or the, you know, what you're seeing is happening. So are there certain things that you look for on leveraging video analytics to improve your strategy and maybe viewer engagement when you're on YouTube or trying to get the, those trying to increase your, um, I guess, yeah. subscriber base or whatever? So this will probably be the part of the, the, the video podcast you'll cut out later. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I just don't like the analytics at all. I, it's, it's funny in television, you know, there were, there was a, a enough data, data we had to keep up with. Um, like if we would do radio buys, in other words, we would buy commercial time on radio stations to promote the TV station. 
And, you know, you'd have to get into like, well, what's the reach going to be? And, you know, what's the return on this and all this other stuff? And I'm not a math guy either. So I'm like, okay, fine. So it's YouTube in general gives you so much information that it can be overwhelming. In fact, one of my on my wish list for YouTube is that they would almost when you get there, have like analytics for dummies. They could use my name. Okay, this is for Kevin. And it's right. just the basic stuff that I can go, oh, oh, okay. Because, you know, you got click-through rate and average view and all this other stuff. And and now, oh, now this is the thing. And this is the thing. Um, you've got to edit for retention. I love this quote from Ryan Trahan, who's a huge YouTuber guy, um, younger guy. I think he's a believer, too. And I saw him in an interview. He goes, you know, I, I keep hearing about editing for retention. I don't even know what that means. And I thought, <laughs> okay, good. If you don't, I don't. I, You know, I've looked in there before and I've tried to chase some things. You know, you'll hear the double down and do this and things like that. And I think there's validity to that. Um, I've got a good friend that I actually convinced to get on YouTube. I'll shout out his channel if that's okay. Field Guide to DIY. Um, it's not his job. He's got a full-time job as an IT guy, but he does this. He's had great success. And I told him straight off the bat, Eddie, your channel will grow faster than mine because of, of what you're doing. It's more home DIY stuff. I think he does a better job of, oh, you know, I did this type of video and it responded and it did very well. So there's a like topic like it over here. That's not the exact same thing. I think he does a better job at that. You know, I've gone in and looked at, you know, what are my top performing videos over time? And you see some trends and things like that. But I'm going to be honest, my second biggest video right now, which it's it's on track one day, maybe I don't know, become my biggest was just based on I saw this tool. I thought it was kind of cool. And I did a video on it. There's my research right there. Um, I'm not even in the thumbnail, which maybe maybe that's why it's performing so well. And it keeps driving and driving and driving and driving views and subscribers and people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it is even performing extremely well outside of the U.S. as well. So I think, you know, you can go in there. The, the thing about when you start on YouTube, you don't really have any data. They don't have any data on you. I mean, they don't I mean, they don't know anything about you. And so you really have to start posting to kind of see, and then it takes a while. It can take a while based on your videos and your views and things like that to start see, like I can go on my back end now and see other channels. People are watching specific videos and this is in the YouTube studio, specific videos they like. Well, if I were to follow that pattern, the only thing I would be doing is Final Cut Pro stuff. I love Final Cut Pro. I can teach on it. There's people out there better, but I don't want to be a Final Cut Pro channel. Mm. I want to do other things. And so that I think in taking chances and experimenting with things like the video I mentioned, that's all of a sudden taken off. I, you, you could look at it and go, well, that doesn't really have anything to do with what you normally teach about video. I would say it's in that realm. But yet it's it's serving a purpose now. So, you know, I, I would say be very careful about getting too into them. And even if you've seen the video where Mr. Beast is like, you've really got to understand the analytics and stuff like that. Yeah, but look at his channel. Look what he right. was doing and look at how he even started. And and I think, you know, it, it changed over time. So I, I don't know if that helps. Yeah. But I do think there's there's a lot of stuff in there. YouTube has added more and more things. Like there's a research tab in there 
And I think now it's better than it's been. And, and, you know, there's something to be said about YouTube is giving me ideas for what my viewers, potential viewers may be looking for. So could I do some content around that? Maybe, maybe not. But at the same time, you know, if you understand YouTube's a business, they're just trying to get people on the platform. So what is something maybe you could create that you know a lot about, that you're passionate about? Because, I mean, while this is my job, I love creating content. I Mm -hmm. absolutely love it. You know, I worked at a theme park once. It felt like a job. I hated it. I couldn't (laughs) wait to quit. (laughs) So when you get into this, you know, if, if you're not enjoying it, I don't, I don't think it's going to come across. And I, and I think you're just going to get after a while, it's like, I got to make another video. And it's like, well, but if you feel that way, unless you've got a brand deal attached to it, you know, it's like, yeah, don't, don't it, it, it just do something else. Yeah. Great points. And on uh, some, some great comments here, uh, Chris says a great perspective and human reminders, Kevin, thanks so much for uh, all your wisdom and the great video tips you've given uh, over the years. Great feedback there. And then Scott Ayers has a great point. If you impact uh, in life, only 10 people and it's a life changing impact. That's huge. I think marketers today don't realize that I'd rather make a lasting impact on 10 people than be a three second glimpse on someone's life for a hundred K people. So great point. Thanks Scott for that. Um, On that note, I agree. Can I, can I, yeah. Can I say yeah. something? I'm yeah. sorry. So Scott has a great point and, and you know, the only 10 people I know he was using that as an emphasis, but I think we can get caught up in that. Well, you know, only, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a creator or I, you know, I only had a hundred views, dude, you had a hundred views. I saw somebody say that in a group the other day. It's like, well, you know, I've, I've only got 50 subscribers and I made a comment. I said, you have 50 more subscribers than you had before you started right. and from and more 50 more than the people who just keep talking about it, but don't start. So those words like only and just sometimes they I think they work against us. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, Scott, yeah. Chris, they're they're both yeah. phenomenal dudes. That's uh, why I think that we should all show up at Jeff's house and watch him, his head spin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what happened. My wife's like, don't use the bathroom. The um, plate's <laughs> Scott Ayers is doing math live. Let's not break the internet. That's true, Chris. Um, but Jim, thank you so much. Jim says this is a very inspiring episode, Jeff. Thank you, uh, Jim. And I appreciate you watching almost every week. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. Um, one of the things I wanted to do a shout out real quick to the, the people. This is why I love live video is be able to pull up comments. And the only way to do that is with uh, Ecamm. They are the sponsors of this show, but I've been using them way before they even sponsored me. You can find out more about them at Jeff uh, at Ecamm.com forward slash Jeff. I uh, use Jeff code Jeff 15 to get uh 15% off your first order. It's a great deal. Great company, great community. Uh, I just can't, I, I think the world of those people over there. Um, also, I wanted to make sure that I don't miss this for you guys who are listening on the podcast. Don't forget about, um, th- this is a great resource, videoresourcehub.com. That is Kevin's like resource website that's got all sorts of things like what to edit on, some marketing things, um, tools, tips. I mean, um, assets that you need to create videos. It is amazing. I didn't know about it until he sent it to me over on on Facebook. I was like, this is great. I love it. So if you want to go, if you're wanting to create some great video and you want to find out like the tools and kind of a repository or encyclopedia of 
all the things video resource hub.com is an amazing resource. So make sure you guys go check that out and I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. So last section, we're running out of time. Oh my gosh, this has flown by. I want to talk about Kevin's predictions for 2024. Go ahead, Connor, take it away. Yeah. So Kevin, on a recent video, you know, we're in 2024. We're already a month in, which is crazy. But in a recent video, you shared some predictions for the coming year when it comes to digital media. Can you pick one that you're super excited about or or you're particularly interested in and elaborate on that prediction for 2024? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate this about YouTube. I, I think YouTube is is the best video platform out there. I think it's the best for creators. So if creators are looking at this as a potential career, whether it's just a, a side hustle, kind of, you know, I hate that word, but, you know, it's like a side gig or whatever, or you want to test the waters or you just feel so, like, or even a nonprofit or a small business, I yeah. there is no better platform than YouTube that gives you so many tools right out of the gate. Now, some of them you don't unlock for a little bit, but you know, you can go live, you can produce, you can do verticals, you can do a podcast on there and it's free. So, you know, Jeff mentioned earlier, is it too late to get into YouTube? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because we assume that everybody has watched everything and, and it's, it's just not the case. I mean, one of the tabs I like on there, if, if you refresh at the top, it'll say new to you. I click Mm -hmm. that a lot. And that's where I've discovered some other channels and some other creators that I didn't even know were there. So I, I would say of everything, I think, as big as YouTube is and as dominant as it is, it is still the best opportunity out there. And it doesn't hurt that it's owned by Google. So mm-hmm. therefore, you've kind of got Google's backing on this platform that I think will just grow and grow and can help you, if you're creating content, reach even more people, even those people <clears throat> that you don't even know are out there looking for what you have to create. So I would, I would go with that. Awesome. That's my final answer. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> Good. So, wow, we have come to the, I could talk with Kevin all day. This is stuff that I am very passionate about and uh, I love his philosophy and his wisdom and all this. So um, I want to leave this last little bit of time, Kevin, to t- for you to tell people where they can find you, what you're working on, all the things that is Kevin Colby. Well, uh, you can connect with me on YouTube. Uh, it's uh, at Kevin Colby and my website is kevincolby.com. It's a good way just if you want to reach out and there's some resources on there. Video Resource Hub, Jeff so was so kind to, to plug. I did put that together just to give us all like a single place for that. Uh, that's really probably the best place. You know, what I'm working on is I hope to be working on a uh, new book that I'm going to be co-authoring with somebody. Uh, hopefully that'll be out in a few months because now I've got that book writing bug Um, and, and probably trying to lean in a little bit more myself, just getting the video podcast more consistent. So those are the type things. And then probably in another month, I'll get my, my ends trimmed off my hair. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Just the ends. Yeah. So by the way, you guys who are listening on the podcast, just so that you've got his name correct, it's Kevin and the last name is spelled K-O-L-B-E. So that's KevinColby.com and, uh, go check that out. And also video resource dot. Uh, videoresourcehub.com is the place to go for that. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. This has been an amazing show. Connor Brown, where can people find out more about the amazing unsinkable Connor Brown? 
You can find out more about me at WDWOpinion.com and across social media at WDWOpinion. Awesome episode. Super inspiring. Great talk today. Yeah. Thank you, Jim, for watching. Thank you, Chris and Scott and all of you folks who are, who watched and all the different socials. Appreciate you. We wouldn't be able to do the show without you. And don't forget about our sponsors, Ecamm, which makes this show possible. Ecamm.com forward slash Jeff is where you can find out all the things there. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.